that I heard in Arlington was that if Dana does not go six and six, five and seven, four and eight, that he'd still get fired. Really? Yes. And that surprised me. This what this wasn't from Pez. Okay, let me be clear on that. This is from people connected with the program saying that if he does not go and win at least five games. So that's even that's even less than than Pez's, you know, six wins for a bowl. But if obviously if he doesn't get this, you know, if the Cougs don't go to a bowl eligible, that he would get fired. He would be fired. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 116 of Folks Talking Sports. That clip was from episode 101 in July. Corey Miller, Corey's a loyal follower of Folks Talking Sports with the broken heart emoji. We know why. We'll discuss that later on. Mm-hmm. Willie Gibson, yeah. brother, how are you? How are you doing? Good, good, KG. How are you? Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family as well. Yes. Just want to say Tony as well is a loyal follower. He's got the party hats. Party. He's happy. He's happy. What I was told in July at the Big 12 Media Day, there was a clip at the top of this show where I said, mentioned to the audience, mentioned on other platforms, that it was told to me July Media Day, whatever that was, the 12th, 13th, whatever it was, that if Dana did not, as in Dana Horwison, did not win at least five games, he'd be fired. Yeah. He went four and eight, Willie Gibson. Yep. Late last night, higher-ups at UH met, and today they decided to fire Dana Holgerson. Yeah. Your thoughts on what I sent through the clip or, or when you heard about it, <laughs> what was your initial reaction? Actually, you you sent me the note uh, yep. earlier today about how it went down. And, you know, we kiki and ha-ha and have fun, you know, at the end of, but at the end of the day, you never uh, rejoice, Tony M, and someone <laughs> losing their job. Um, but at the, at the end of the day as well, it's a results-driven business, and the results just flat firm there. Um, you know, at minimum six wins. Had he won six games, he would still be the coach. I, I truly believe that. But to go four and eight, and you know what, eleven and two, eight and five, four and eight, this program clearly is not getting better. Um, you know, a change had to be made, and you know, kudos to uh, the powers that be at the university, the uh, University of Houston, that uh, made that call. Because I, quite honestly. I was hesitant to believe that even with the four and a record that uh, the move would have been made. But again, kudos to the administration uh, for seeing the change needed to be made and actually implementing the change. And, and, you know, you in Ohio, a Buckeye would discuss all that. But based on what you heard from me and Andy and other folks here, you had no reason to believe that they would make the move, make the change. No, none, none whatsoever. So, Miss Wanda, oh happy day! This is 
her, this sentence right here is really on point. Wow. I can be hopeful again yeah. because the fan base had no hope as long as Dana Hogerson was in charge of the football program. Mm -hmm. And we mentioned that over and over again on the Less Rage Cook shows. I mentioned here on FTS as well. But even what I heard in July, that if he does not win at least five games this season, first year in the Big 12, because there were some folks, defenders said, hey, one year, got to give him a pass, right, to give him one more year. And that's, I was like, hey, they let me down before, I don't believe it. So I didn't believe when I was told that in July. Mm. So when they made the move, I was, I am pleasantly surprised. That's big. That's what did it. Um, if, if nothing else did it, that's what did it. Yes, I had faith that they would make the move only because some rich people said they were pulling their funds. That's what did it. Because yeah. Dana's, as I, I love your phrase, friends of the program. Friends of the program. His circle of friends of the program was shrinking, getting smaller and smaller mm -hmm. with each toss of someone under the bus, which with each loss, with each excuse, on and on. Tillman was probably the last defender of Dana. Mm -hmm. But from hearing from older alums who have money more than us, maybe not Tillman money, but enough money to pull together to have some sway and say, look, he's got to go. <laughs> All right. We are pulling our funds. We are pulling our support. The fans don't want him back. The season ticket turnstile count for the last few home games was 20,000 per game, Will. 20,000. Mm. You know, the announced attendance was like 33,000, what have you. Mm. But turnstile count was 20,000. It was not going to improve next season within a back for a second season mm. in the Big 12. So I believe Tillman you know, he made his money. He's not a an unintelligent man. Mm -hmm. You know, he's stubborn to a point, as a lot of folks are, especially when it makes comes to making money. But he's not stubborn when it comes to losing money. Sure. And losing support. So the move was made. It's done. Now let's discuss. We got Corey, Tony, D Skills, Big Thrillo, Big Thrillo, TSU alum, Texas Southern. They made a move. They changed what well, they chose to not extend Coach McKinney's contract past December 15th. So they'll be looking for a new head coach as well. So in a matter of half a mile at TSU and UH, both programs are looking for a new football coach. They're low. He can chime in with, you know, his comments that he told me. He wasn't surprised. He thought it was the time, the time was right for him as well to go coach Clarence McKinney over at Texas Southern. Hey, Big Jack says, just can't get, can't get me, can't, just can't me get enough of the Dana fire chatter. You should have seen him on the sidelines at yesterday's game. Oh, some of the clips. Yep. Some of the clips caught him, caught him on the camera. It's just, well, yeah. One of the top names is Willie Fritz, Tulane Two head coach. Yep. Another is Coach Jeff Trailer, UTSA. Mm -hmm. 
I reached out to a mutual colleague who covers Tulane. So it was an hour ago, within the hour. Hmm. He does not believe Coach Fritz will lead Tulane for UH, but his key words were right now. Hmm. Because Tulane has a game this week. They're in the conference championship game against SMU. Some alums, UH alums, want Houston, if they choose to go with Coach Fritz as the next head coach, want to go with other programs have done to UH, what Michigan State did to Oregon State, as the latest example, announced the hire of Coach Fritz the day of the championship game between Tulane and SMU and just ruined it for the Tulane football players, all that stuff. It was done to us, so why can't we do it to Tulane? Doesn't make it right, Will. That's my no. my take on it. Absolutely not. Does not make it right at all. And um, yeah, and then that that's that could go a long way in um in the case of Stoops at Kentucky, among other things, calls him the backfire because that was announced yesterday prior to them playing their rival Louisville. Mm-hmm. They beat Louisville and then came back and said, I'm not leaving. I'm saying now we all know there's some things down at College Station, Brian, that they didn't want him, the fan base, the Board of Regents, those powers that be didn't want him. But you don't want a situation like that. Or, you know, I'll go back, uh, LSU, uh, Les Miles, some years ago when it was announced he was the head coach at Michigan. He had to deal with that the morning of an SEC championship game. So it, it never works out well for anyone. But, um, if that's truly their their top target, I'm sure conversations uh, through back channels are being had at this time and will continue. But you don't want to do anything to 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 ruin or to to put a bad taste in his mouth coming in. So, it I've heard from different alums. It's like either Coach Fritz, uh, Gary Patterson. <laughs> your thoughts on him, former TCU coach, or Jeff Trailer? Jeff Trailer is the youngest of those three. Will Stein is Corey Miller's home run hire. I saw that. Oregon. Oregon, yeah. He has not led a program. He's led a higher-powered offenses. He does have ties to the state of Texas. I think he was on Jeff Taylor's staff, I think, as OC before. But there is some concern that he has not been a head coach previously. Would he want to leave Oregon that's going to the Big Ten and more money or rather than come to Houston in the Big 12 for not as much money. It's a lot of money for us, you know, for, for all of us. But would he do that? There are some qualified options for Houston. Don't hire Cliff Kingsbury. I, hmm. He's um, In some ways, he's like a, a younger version of Dana in terms of nightlife and things of that sort. Don't, don't do that. Just don't go that route. No. Coach O, I'm seeing on the big jack. Coach O, okay. Hmm. So, some that's the name I heard. It's not as high as the others, like Coach Fritz. But Gary Patterson, what are your thoughts on possibly him? He took a year away, was on Longhorn staff as a consultant, mm-hmm. was quoted as saying he's already got his staff in mind and staff in place for whatever, depending on the job that he gets. You know, he knows the Big 12. Proven winner. He's a proven winner, but he's not a fan of the NIL, Will. Mm. You know, 
Not many coaches are, to be truthful. I mean, I mean, December 4th is coming. Next Monday is coming. Here, many, many coaches talking about how, you know, they're not a fan of free agency is what they're calling it. You know, who has the, the top dollar to bring in players? And so, you know, Coach Prime at Colorado, Deion Sanders is not a fan mm-hmm. of NIL. It's a tool that they know they have to use. Um, you know, Ryan Day here in Columbus talks about it all the time. You know, he throws a number out that he would need to recruit and maintain a high-profile program. But, and I don't know if that's a deterrent from coaches. I think it's just now a, a another tool in the box, if you will, something they know that's here and they have to they have to abide by and, and adapt to. I, I wonder... It's been stated that it's that Coach Patterson is unwilling, might be unwilling to change to the NIL era of college oh, football. Well, then that's a wrap. If that, if if that's and this is all part of the vetting process. Sure. If he's willing to accept reality and willing to adapt, mm-hmm. he's very qualified. If he's not in setting his ways, no, this no. Next. Next. So it's all part of, of the vetting process. And this is an, a very important hire and get it right. Don't go for just the flash, a flashy hire because they wouldn't take whatever money Houston puts together, but they're not in it for the work. They're not, they're not in it for the recruiting. They're not in it for everything that comes with being successful at Houston. And that's a lot. It's still a pro town. Houston Cougar football, the fan base is kind of fickle. The student body, the younger alums, are more used to staying on campus. I was around when I was a student at UH. Mm-hmm. Houston Cougar football is more important to them, the younger alums, than it was when I was there. And when I was there, football was winning more. <laughs> but it just wasn't the marketing, the promotion, the vibe, the connection with the fan base. This was not there. It's gotten better. Got a long way to go. But it's gotten better. And that's one thing this next head coach should do, needs to do, is hire someone, the equivalent of Lawrence Sampson, what Lauren does for men's basketball, hire her equivalent for football. You come up with the marketing, come up with the, the slogan, the catchphrase, all those things, and say, whoever it is, you got this, you handle it, you run with it. I trust you. I'm going to get the staff, and we're going to win football games so you can promote that part of us as well. We're going to win. It's going to be exciting. But person X, you got the promotion. You handle all the marketing. You handle all, all that stuff. That's going to be you. You and your staff. You got it. All right, Coach. Done. See, this is one thing I'm worried about. Dana did some damage to this program. Mm -hmm. And it's one thing, some of the detractors, (laughs) slogan for 2024, no more Red Bull. (laughs) But one of the detractors, the Coach Fritz detractors, he hasn't won consistently you know, it stops. He's won everywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, it just mm-hmm. may take him four or five years 
to win at a, at a destination. How many coaches are, are Nick Saban? Well, let me ask you this. What are those destinations? That Where has he been prior to Tulane? Ju- Juco, something like what, Central Missouri? Right. He won at Sam Houston. <laughs> so so my point being, he hasn't had the resources that he would have. Correct. Well, So mm-hmm. therein lies the issue. I think that cancels that right there. He, he has resources of a Power 5 conference. If he's winning at Central Missouri or wherever, the Juco or what have you, what's he going to do with – I don't know what the budget is. I'm throwing this number out there. Blindly, a twenty million dollar football budget. I don't. What, what, he, what what's he going to do with that? You know, he he's he's winning now at a private institution at Tulane, right? Which has a much smaller budget than Houston projects to have as a member of the Big Twelve. Agreed. So staff, all those things should be in in his favor. Not Jimbo. I'm Jimbo, hell no. Do I know you got jokes there? No. Jimbo's not coming. Jimbo's more stubborn than, <laughs> than almost any candidate that is being considered for the Houston job. Right. No. And trust me, the way Jimbo has handled offensive lines at AM and Florida State his previous stop, the Cougar offensive line is bad enough as it is. Mm. Jimbo hire will make it worse. It's like he forgot about the importance of O line. It took Coach Mike Novell of Florida State and his staff the last two years to reestablish Florida State as a good offensive line for on a national level. Right. It was garbage mm-hmm. when Jimbo left Florida State. So no Rex, not saying it's down the trailer and Fritz. We're talking about that's our top choices. Football school says Gary Patterson is being str- considered strongly for the Houston job. It's just different options are, are available. Will Stein does not seem to be a top choice publicly. He's younger. He'd be a hell of a hire. I'm not sure he'd do it. And he might take it as a stepping stone. But some UH alums are realistic if someone, because Will Stein, he's like 34 years old. Mm-hmm. If he won here and left for A, a big two program job, you know what that would indicate to me? He won here, and he was in demand at a bigger program. Yep. So what's wrong with that? <laughs> you know what I'm saying if he had success here, that means he had success here. Correct. So I just, it's important to make the right hire, take the time you need, but it's also, you said it, December 4th is here. They have Corby Meeks as interim head coach. They have to re-recruit the current roster to see who's going to come back. To see who's going to enter the portal. One thing Dana said after yesterday's loss, which is relevant, not talking about the loss. Who? UCF 27-13. One of his comments was on Monday, because he was thinking he was he was safe. He's going to begin talking with what he counted was roughly 60 of his current players to see if they were going to come back or not that's a problem that's a problem you're talking to i mean 60 that's 85 scholarship players so 18 seniors 18 seniors left okay 18 seniors left so that's 67 mm-hmm. and you're talking to 60 so you're talking to your entire team like please don't leave that's a problem that's a problem 
Yeah, that that number. Uh, every program will have to re-recruit their current players. You're right, but the entire but sixty. The entire yeah, yeah, that's that is a lot. That's your whole squad, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the entire roster. Uh, that's a problem. So, it will be what. How Co- Coach Corby Meeks, the interim coach, what he can tell the the current players, be patient with us. You know, and of course, some young men may enter the portal. That does not mean they're going to leave. They can decide to return to Houston, stay at Houston. That happens often, you know. But the right hire, it is very, very important to get the right hire. If, if it is Coach Fritz. Coach Fritz's agent, Coach Fritz. Let me tell my team, my players, do not leak anything. Do not announce anything. This is how I prefer to be handled. You know, Coach Fritz is a grown man. You know, I don't believe he's he's old enough. He's experienced enough. I don't believe he would opt to ruin his team's chances at winning the AAC championship by someone leaking that he's leaving for Houston. He may tell his players, and this is me talking. This is not Coach Fritz. I'm not saying he's coming to Houston, none of that stuff, because one of my buddies who covers him said he's not sure he'd leave right now. Keith Werger there is right now. (laughs) But let him tell the players, guys, we are going to compete when this championship game go to the New York Six Bowl. Because Dion. He announced he was going to Colorado, but he stayed through Celebration Bowl. He did. At Texas State. He chose to do all that. So it, it is done. It can't be done mm-hmm. to do it the right way. Men, we're going to win this. We're going to win this game. We're going to compete for the NY6 Bowl. Win that game. But for me and my family, my wife has family in Houston, whatever. You know, whatever you want to say. For us, me personally, the opportunity to be in a power four conference, more resources on and on. We are going to, we're going, we decided to go to Houston. Yep. Do it that way. And he can, and then he can say, I'm not supposed to say this, but if you, any of you young men want to decide to follow me to Houston. Ooh, no, don't do that. He, he's not going to say that. Yeah. But, yeah. but all those things, it could be understood. By the, by the current players. Let's leave it at that. What's understood doesn't need to be yeah. said. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And some of those young men be like, yeah, Houston, yeah. A bigger budget, NIL, yeah, coach. We'll see in about a week. <laughs> you know? Her so, yeah. Her a little bigger down there. Yeah. yeah. All So that is one way to do it. Gary Patterson, Jeff Trailer, These three top candidates, my list, have ties to Texas, have ties to high school recruiting in Texas, which is so important. As I think Corey made a comment. Well, I'm not sure you saw it. We got a lot of comments here. I'm, yeah, I'm seeing them. Yeah. YouTube channel. Houston ranked with Dana this year. Here it is. This current recruiting class, 102. Ooh. That's dead last in Power Ooh. 5. Dead, wow. dead, 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 smack dab dead last. Wow, that's bad. With so much talent in the city of Houston, being part of the Big 12, 
supposedly big time football. 102, Will. Dead. I'm going to say it, dead ass last. <laughs> but when they talk about, like, at one point, there was a uh, interview. Was like, well, you know, 24 is done, so we got to focus on 25 now. And well, yeah, he, he, he said the, yeah. the 24 class, that ship has sailed. Yeah, the ship has sailed. Yeah. Well, at 102, I mean, God, dog. Yeah. yeah. That's bad. After he let it sail, I think he shoved it from dock. He pushed yeah. it away. Because that's that's 102. That's nuts. That's and nuts. yes, Tran is correct about Jeff Trader did interview for 90 minutes with the Aggie job for the Aggie job. He didn't get it. <laughs> so that did you know it's it's just different ways. You know, Coach Trailer may be a bad interview. You you know, who knows? But he was considered for the job last season before Houston decided to bring Dana back. Because Will, mm -hmm. Corey, Miss Wanda, Trend, Rex32, those who watched Folk Talking Sports last year, we thought Houston should fire Dana last year before the Big 12 began to give your new hire a chance to lay the foundation for the first year in the Big 12. Correct. Houston decided to wait a season too late. And now this next head coach, is he going to start over? <laughs> so Alan just said something. I see his coming here. What's up with Dave Aranda? He's Taylor? coming back. Really? He's coming back. It just He's going to have to hire a different OC, a different DC, and change his NIL philosophy. They're going to invest more in NIL. Okay. Okay. So that's part of the agreement for him to come back. He scares his own one. <laughs> he helps. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's deep. But, you know, <laughs> that, that was continuity. Dana, that was the trend. Yeah. Bring yeah. him back, the losing, the false, the, the no hope. It wasn't even false hope. It was just, there was no hope. Right. No, agreed. Agreed. So the next head coach, the hire is going to be key. Who it will be? I just really, my no list, no Kendall Bryles, no Cliff Kingsbury. No, no, no. no. I think somebody even mentioned Les Miles. No. Tom Herman. No. Those, those are the no's. Okay. No. Just no. You toss it out there. No. That's, and there are reasons for almost all those no's. Sure. Some of them, some of the no's, some of the reasons y'all already know. Some of them y'all don't know. <laughs> okay. And Will and I, Will knows I'm talking about one of those four I specifically. Do. I <laughs> do. So, I'll leave that there. <laughs> yes. All right, Mr. Gibson. Yeah. Let's go ahead and talk about it so you and Corey can commiserate together. I'm going to send you something before we start talking. I don't even know if you can put it up or not, but I just sent it to you via text. I don't, I don't know, but go ahead. What's your question? Let's go. Let's go. I'm like Coach Prime. Let's go. Oh, here it is. I got it. Okay. Uh, yeah, I don't even know if you can put it up. I don't know. What are your thoughts on, on Ryan Day? Um, Ryan, my thoughts on Ryan Day is easy. That's good. He's fine. Um, the fan base's thoughts right now after a third straight loss to the rival. Um, well, here's the thing. On record, for the next four months, it'll show three straight losses to the rival. 
However, once the NCAA finishes their investigation, <laughs> quite sure there'll be some uh, vacating of wins at that program. So for now, yes, he's one in three versus the rival. But I think he'll be one and zero here shortly. But um, but seriously, last uh, yesterday uh, they didn't win. Um, I just sent you something that was the last play. Uh, Kyle McCord threw an interception and um. Is this the right. guy? Is he was he pancaked? What what is this? I'm trying to pull up. I'm gonna email it to myself so I can pull it up. Yeah, uh, he, that was the play. He was throwing a pad, one man route to to Marvin Harrison Jr. Mm-hmm. And I've heard so many times that oh, was a bad pass. He threw it. He's horrible. First of all, Kyle McCord is not horrible. He's just not the style of quarterback Ohio State's had previously. He's not a running quarterback. He's he's a first year starter. Number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, his numbers were were solid. He. At one point, at through nine games, he had uh, one less interception, or I'm sorry, one more interception and one less touchdown pass than J.J. McCarthy of um, the Michigan. Uh, yeah, I, I guess, uh, you know, you yeah. know. Yeah. But um, that uh, hi, uh, he was a Heisman Trophy candidate, but Kyle McCord was trash. Um, he, you know it's first world problems up here. You know, he wasn't, he's not the quarterback. He's not flashy. He doesn't have a running component to his game, which Ryan Day's offense does require a quarterback with a running component. And and he just doesn't have that. Um, it, it's, he doesn't see the field as well as he probably should and probably will in the future. But again, he started at this point, 13 games. He was a first year mm-hmm. starter. Um, he, he progressively got better as the season went on. But Ohio State, and it's funny. Here's the thing. You guys in Houston know very well about C.J. Stroud. Uh, C.J. Stroud was a two-year starter at Ohio State. Well, his first two or three games started out a little shaky here. And the irony is the guy that they were calling for when C.J. was struggling was Kyle McCord. <laughs> and now and now <laughs> you have him, and he's trash, allegedly, reportedly, mm-hmm. according to some fans. But with Ryan Day, I mean, that game yesterday, he um I mean, Michigan was better yesterday. They they really were. Um, it's the rival, a handful of plays to go either way. You know, they lost by six on the road in a rivalry game. That would be the twenty-four. Um, there's a questionable call in the second quarter. Uh, there was a touchdown pass that uh went to Michigan, but Denzel Burke had the ball in the end zone. He literally snatched it away from the receiver. I, I saw that the uh, the how, the replay of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they called it a touchdown. You know, I mean, those are plays. Whatever, it's a handful of plays. But um, but as far as hearing the things, Ryan Day's out of here. Ryan Day's going to Texas A and M. Well, now we know he's not because they hired Mike Elko a couple hours ago. But first world problems again. It's fifty six and seven. How do you fire a coach that's won 89% of their games? And then where do you go from there? Um, First of all, there's a couple things that, you know, just just, just to pull back the curtain a little bit. Gene Smith is an outgoing athletic director. He's been athletic director here for 19 years. He's retiring June 30th, 2024. Gene Smith and Ryan Day are tighter than tight. That's his guy on both sides. He's his guy. Ryan's his guy. Gene's his guy. They're just tight. Gene Smith is not going to fire Ryan Day. Then you go to the new AD, who the public does not know yet. Okay, this is the play. This is the play that 
Kyle McCord threw the interception, though they say he's terrible. Two O linemen are on the ground here. Defensive lineman is on his neck. Marvin is running scot free down the seam. If he steps into that pass and throws it, if the O line gives him one second more, mm-hmm. that's six. Strike yep. up the band. The game is over. Ryan Day wins. He's two and two versus the rival. Ohio State's number two in the CFP, and all is well in old Columbus Town. But because he didn't, now Ryan Day is one and three versus the rival, 56 and seven overall, and people are calling for his job. But again, Gene Smith is an outgoing AD who hired Ryan Day. They're super tight. He's not going anywhere. Then you go to the new AD. The, the, the public has not been made aware of who the new AD is at this point. Um, and it wouldn't be PC of me to say. But the new AD takes over July 1st. Absent of a scandal, who fires their football coach at the beginning of the fall camp, essentially? July 1st is a month basically. away from camp. That's basically mm-hmm. being the fall camp. Absent a scandal, who fires their coach July 1? You don't. Then you, the, the new AD would have to come in and evaluate all positions. So right. Ryan Day's coming back next year. He's going to win the games he's going to win. Who knows what that program up north is going to look like next year once the NCAA is done. I truly believe Jim Harbaugh's not coming back. I said that at the beginning of the year. I did not know this was going on. Mm-hmm. But I didn't believe he was coming to stay. He's not long for the college game. He's an NFL guy. He wants to get back to the NFL. But this whole Ryan Day stuff, he has to go. He needs to be fired. Um, yeah, he's a great coach. I mean, he's a great coach. He's a, he is a first-time head coach. He's Again, I keep saying this because it's, like, amazing to me that he's 56-7, and seven, but in Columbus, Ohio. He has to go. He's terrible. He has to go. He doesn't understand the game. He doesn't do this. He doesn't do that. It, it's cyclical. Ohio, yes. Excuse me. Michigan's won the last three. Prior to that, Ohio State won 16 of 18. Right. It's cyclical. It's a rivalry. It's a rivalry. It happens. It's okay. The sun came up. Well, no, I was going to say, the sun came up today. Didn't no, it? no, the sun didn't come up today. That's <laughs> didn't. been raining all day. That's funny. <laughs> That's just been raining all day. But uh, but all is well. He's fine. Top five recruiting class. Um, Princess Nolan, Air Nolan, uh, 6'5 quarterback, left-handed quarterback from Georgia, uh, will be here in January. He's coming in early uh, for winning conditioning. Um, that being said, I don't know, not to say that, He's going to take Kyle McCord's job next year. He's, he, I don't believe so. Kyle McCord's fine. Um, it's just now getting ready for uh, bowl practices. I, I don't believe Marvin Harrison Jr. is going to play in a bowl game and in, in the interest of full disclosure, nor do I believe he should. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, he's top two at worst. Mm-hmm. And they'll come in the NFL draft. I don't, I don't think he should play. He's fine. He's fine. That's another opportunity for Brandon Ennis a true freshman uh, wide receiver from um, Florida. So, and actually Marvin Harrison three years ago caught three touchdown passes in the Rose Bowl because Chris Olave chose not to play mm-hmm. in the Rose Bowl. So it, it, it full circle, full circle. Right. Uh, but yeah, we're Ohio State's fine. Um, you know, 
that you know the, the portal opens next Monday, and then we'll see what happens from there. And it's I think Dana got fired at thirty-one and twenty-eight. Something, yeah, y'all. Okay, I think that's what his record was: thirty-one and twenty-eight. Ryan Day's fifty-six and seven. Yep. <laughs> okay. Willie Gibson, the big football perspective, is why he's part of Folk Talking Sports. Okay. A national perspective. It's all part of the Houston Round Bar Review and the global perspective. I don't know things at Ohio State like Willie Gibson does. That's why I talk to folks who know what I don't know. Helps me be better. Helps make the show better. Helps educate me as well as the audience and the viewers. 56. I will say this. <laughs> Jay Shante, well, he was frustrated. Oh. Talking out, of, you know, Jay Sean was like, man, if we lose, he got to go. <laughs> oh, <of laughs> and we're like, bruh, 56 and 7. Man, they lost three times to a team from up north. <laughs> That's Israel up here in these streets. The things I was sending you all week about the yeah. That's yeah. yes, it's it's real, and I get it, and I get it, I do, I get it. I've seen it. Like I said, I come from a uh, <laughs> during my time at Ohio State, John Cooper was the coach. John Cooper was two ten and one versus the rival, mm-hmm. two ten and one. Ryan Day at one and three, that's gravy. Compared to 1992 is my freshman year. I'm dating myself right now. Don't don't tell them. But um, 1992 is my freshman year, and we tied the rival 13-13. And the president of the university at the time, E. Gordon Gee, said one of the biggest wins in Ohio State history. And we're like, Bro, we tied. What are you talking about? The longer I went, because in '93 we lost up there 28 nothing. Uh, we beat them in 94, 22 to 6. In 95, uh, we went up there and we lost. Notice how my journalistic integrity just went out when yeah. I started talking about Isaiah. If we, um, 95, we lost. Uh, Tim Biakam ran for 313 yards in their win. And then in 96, um, we lost 13 9. So, it, so that that's my memory of the rival when I was in school. That we we won one time. Yeah. So all of this, it's like, yeah, man, whatever. Understood, Justin. I care not. I don't remember the name of the coach, but I believe he's at Rice on Rice's staff. The North Shore coach it was the Katie coach. That's Katie coach. Oh, I know you're talking about North. Yeah, he's not coming. North Shore. No, 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 no. He's no. They're not going that route. <laughs> They're not going, no. Katie, no, North Shore. They're not, not for head coach, not for the pipeline and for recruiting. That's something else. But for the head coach, no. It'll be an established person. I think they're going to go from someone who's had head coaching experience on the Division One level, and then it's on that person. And please, please, please let the new hire determine what he wants to do with his staff. If he wants to keep some of the current Cougar staff, cool. If he wants clean house, that's cool too. It sucks for the current staff. I heard, and I'll tell you specifics off air, brother. Yep. But I heard today, oh, about three hours ago, two, three hours ago, that one of the sad parts 
of Dana being fired is a few of the coaches on staff had recently bought houses, mm. you know, in Houston, in the Houston area. Wow. You know, yeah. So, so yeah, that's, that's, that's the part of it that we forget about. We media public, you know, these coaches have lives. They got families. So this impacts them. This move to fire Dana impacts them as well. Yep. So this, File that away. Big Jack says he keeps coming back to Gary Patterson. And I'll be okay with it as long as the NIL thing, he understands he has to adapt. If he's not, no. These skills is right. I, I, I empathize. Well, let's see. Right. These skills, you're, you're on point because when I heard it, if a person told me, I was like, I thought to myself, were they not paying attention? <laughs> I right. mean, honestly. Right. But that could have been more of a belief in what Dana says to them. I'm fine. I'm safe. As long as I'm here, y'all are here. I'm not going anywhere. My contract to buy out is so big. I'm untouchable. He said that. Paraphrase, but that was part of his quote. I'm untouchable. Well, said the arrogance, that part. That's what it was like. Wait a minute. This dude is real comfortable. Being four and eight, being five and seven—that's that's that's unprecedented to me. He was he was comfortable after last night's loss, yesterday's loss. He wow. was certain that he'd be back. It was almost—I think part of the quote was, "Why won't I be back? I have four years left on my contract. I'll be back." Wow! Wow! Okay. So. <clears throat> Oh, I know what you're saying, but the head coach has a way to promote NIL and understand that it's part of college football now rather than make comments. Yeah, I hate this. I hate it. I don't like I hate everything about it. It's not great for the sport. These kids should just be loyal on, on, on. Hey. Saying that privately is one thing. Saying that publicly, you know, so the players can hear, so the players' family can hear, so the players, you can have agents right now, Will, on a certain level, yeah. can you have agents? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Hear all that too, see? See what Coach thinks of you? He doesn't think of you. He doesn't think you're worthy of NIL. He doesn't think, yeah. no. And then the opponent's the opposition, you heard your head coach say it about you, right? You're not worth that money. Come, yeah. we'll, we'll help you out. We'll take care of you. We believe in NIL. We believe in the name, image, and likeness of your program. We believe in doing it the right way. You can promote for us our product, sponsor our product, represent our products, and we will pay you accordingly. Yeah. There's a big difference in that. So, and that really goes, because I'm not sure where Coach Fritz stands on that. But this this hire has to do it. It's part of it. And what we have, what I need to find out, what's this, I think, Logan I think it's his first name. Logan Holgerson was, I think was, is an employee of Lincoln Cougs, one of the Cougs NILs. And a major part of it, a major employee of Lincoln Cougs. Well, now that Dana's been let go, what's going to happen to Lincoln Cougs and the NIL piece for them? Mm. 
That needs to be answered. D skills. See Alba, Justin, Tony M, Big Jack, 512. Just saying. Because mm. Logan's not going to. Would y'all expect Logan to be loyal to, <laughs> to the university, NIL, and all that kind of stuff after this fired his dad? Absolutely no. not. But yeah, it's. It's. We got to find. Oh, and I agree. It has to be part of the conversation in the vetting process where this new prospective head coach stands regarding NIL. That's it's part. And if it's not part of the vetting process, shame on UH. Don't, don't wait. Don't hire the coach. And now after the fact, realize he hates NIL. (laughs) What? (laughs) Oh yeah. Ron brought it up, but I knew about that before. I knew that Logan was part of the NIL Lincoln Cougs for, for a month or so. Because I'd reached out to Lincoln Cougs about sponsoring Los Angeles Sports, and never heard back from him. And I wondered why they'd heard back from Lincoln Cougs. And then a buddy said, "Well, you know, his son is is over there now." And I was like, "Oh, well, maybe he's heard that I'm, I'm bashing his dad, and maybe that's not why he's not calling me back." And that's part of that could be part of it too. He'll get a call tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so we'll we'll see. We shall see. Okay, we agree on this, Justin. UH, they could not couldn't afford not to let Dana go. From a, I mean, really, from a financial standpoint, it made no sense to bring him back for a second season. It just made no sense. Season ticket sales are just going to continue to dwindle with him. The hope was gone. I touched on it last week's FTS. Other colleagues have on other shows. The home schedule next year for Big 12. You know the Longhorns are gone. We'll be we'll be gone. Sooners will be gone. K State is not going to bring in a huge crowd, even with Dana gone. But with Dana back next year, fans are going to come see that. You know, I think it's Iowa State. They weren't going to no Baylor. No, no. Is so, Matt Campbell still the head coach of Iowa State? Matt Campbell, right? Yeah, that, I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. That's, that's another conversation for off. Yeah. Okay. But okay. yes, uh, there's another question I wanted to ask you about a coaching hire. Coaching, what was it? Because was it Coach, was it Lebby, Oklahoma Coach, going to Mississippi State? Yeah, yeah, Jeff Lebby, Oklahoma, and Mississippi State. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't him, but it's somebody else that I want to get your thoughts on. But it's, it's, it's okay. Now, this coach, speaking of Mississippi State, this coach didn't get the job, but uh, Jamie Chadwell at yes. Liberty. That's a name that, that uh, some Kook fans want. Yeah, now, just somebody needs to teach him about X. Um, I said it right. Mm-hmm. He uh, reposted a post from the Liberty Football with, uh, site, uh, social media page. That you know, promoting his coach's show, like, hey, you guys tune in. But he forgot to turn off location services because he reposted it from Starkville, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> like, bruh, no. So now we know you interviewed for Mississippi State. Now we know you didn't get the job. Right. So how do you go back to that? Yeah, teach teach these fellas how to work X. That's it. <laughs> That's one problem right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is my Dana right here. 
the hope had been completely extinguished. Yes. Yeah. See, Alba says Chadwell has been winning for a minute. Agreed. Like I said, there are qualified candidates for the Houston job. ESPN Insider, I think the Athletic has as well. Your thoughts on this in the last few minutes, Will yeah. and everybody watching this. The Athletic of the current job openings and some have been filled in the last 24 hours. The Athletic ranked the Houston job as the second best available job. Okay. ESPN ranked Houston third. Okay. You know, both because of the city of Houston, the talent in and around the area, mm -hmm. the facilities that are being, they broke ground for the football ops building recently. Okay. And Dana was part of that <laughs> with the hard hat and all, all that. And some fans read into it, but it was like a gift, like a, a noticeable space between Tillman and Dana. Oh, he's gone. See, <laughs> Reading things into it like that, but some folks saw it. Well, what Tillman says, it sounds like Dana's coming back. Yeah. Eh, I think Tillman... I, I, like I said, I chose to be optimistic regarding his words. He couldn't just come out and publicly say, yeah, he's gone. <laughs> you know, To your credit, you did. Because I was the one. I'm like, oh, he's back. And you're like, no, nah, I don't know. So to your credit, again, you 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 called it. You did. Uh, let's see. Third behind. Who was the other one? Texas A&M. I have to pull it up. Uh, give me a moment on, on what the third one was. But yeah, A&M was one. Houston was two in the Athletic. And I don't know, the top of my head, I don't remember what the second one was, according to ESPN. It's a good job. Michigan? A, no, I'm <laughs> It's a difficult job because Houston is a pro town, is a pro sports town. And you really have to establish a connection with the fans, with the alums, older and younger alums, the media, promotion, all those things. Justin. No <laughs> to both <laughs> Jimbo and Cliff. No, I don't know if it was you, Justin. Somebody also asked about Cliff a few minutes ago. No, not no. Uh -uh. Trust, trust, yeah, trust me and Will when we say there's reason why I know to Cliff. Yeah, okay. No, 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 no. And there's uh, reason why I know to term Tom Herman too. Uh, uh, ooh, next question. Yes. Um, Big Jack mentioned uh indiana and it's funny you mentioned that they they fired tom allen today 15 million dollar buy for him too yep yeah now here's the thing here's the crazy part about it his buyout is 21 million dollars okay mm -hmm. and had they waited until next season his buyout drops to eight million wow right so i'm kind of like i saw that last night and i'm like do they hold on for one more year to save that thirteen million dollars? Or clearly not, because they fired him this morning. But yeah, his buyout was twenty-one million dollars that dropped to eight million December first, twenty twenty-four. Now, so what does that say to you about him and how they feel about him? They want him gone. Yeah, exactly, and, and it doesn't help that Michael Penix Jr. is at Washington. Yes, doing what he's doing. Who, by the way, the portal. He entered the portal from Indiana. So that's, yeah. Yeah. But I just thought that was interesting. Like, yeah, 21 million now. 
or eight million in a year. Nah, we're gonna go ahead and give you this thirteen million. We're not. We're not gonna wait. So I see. I see. Uh, Terry Bottom was let go. Louisiana Monroe. Dana Demo let go for, at UTEP. Dana Demo, he's coaching here at Houston. Boy, that was some. You talking about some bad dark days, Will? That. Oh. Mm. Hmm. Man, oh man. All right, here we go. I found it. All right, but yeah, those were dark. So the Cougs have UH have not had success with Dana named head coaches. <laughs> so okay. uh Aggies won. Yeah, it was Michigan State number two. Yeah. State was number two, then Houston three. Jonathan Smith. That's not a bad hire for them. Jonathan Smith's not a bad hire for them. So yes, Justin. Yes. Willie Fritz is my my three are uh <clears throat> Willie Fritz, no particular order. Willie Fritz, Coach Patterson, Coach Trailer, just vet, do due diligence, all those things. Yes, Pete Thamel reported this. Yeah. I mentioned that to uh, Brother Gibson. Yeah. About mitigation. If Dana does get another job, that will reduce what Houston owes him. Yes. Yes. But currently, I mean, that's four years. UH has four years to pay him off monthly. I feel safe in saying if he wants to, he'll have a job <laughs> within those next four years. So that won't be an issue. You got to pay for those <clears throat> drinks. And I'll just leave it that because they're neither, they're not, they're not sponsoring FDS. <laughs> so, but yeah, there are qualified candidates out there for the Houston job. Have not heard what the timetable is for the hire. December 4th is important. Well, not really, because December 4th is what? Is that the first day? That's the first opening of the portal. Yeah. But when can kids, when can high school kids sign? If the signing day is the 20th or the 21st. Okay. December 20th is the first uh, early signing period. And for Houston right now, that wasn't going to be anything anyway, based on where they ranked, (laughs) being ranked 102. So most likely, it's unlikely they'll have a hire before the 4th. So that's what, next Monday? Yes. Right. That's yeah. unlikely unless everything really takes off for the positive, for the better in the next few days. So between yeah. the fourth and probably the middle of December, a coach will be, you know, will get hired. And I believe everybody will be happy with the hire. Have the press conference, win the press conference. Of course. Re- re-recruit the current players, all those good things. Well, I, I, I saw, I know a few alums. When the announcement was made, Dana was fired. They were ready to renew their tickets nice. <laughs> right there. These nice. were some folks. I am not renewing my tickets if he comes back. News broke. Dana's fired. I am ready to renew my tickets now that he's gone. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. Early signing day is Wednesday, December 20th. Okay. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, probably, I'd say about 4th and 10th to give a new coach a week, maybe to look at the board, recruiting board, and see if he can flip some folks and come in. He probably knows. Well, coach, you know we're ranked 102 in recruiting. Class 2024. What? 102? Hell, my team where I'm leaving is ranked 75 <laughs> or right. whatever. 102. Gee whiz. No wonder y'all fired him. <laughs> okay. Uh, I got jokes. But everybody, Thank you very much, Brother Gibson. Get you some rest. Yes, sir. Been a long weekend for you. Yes, sir. Big Jack, Tony M, Justin, Miss Wanda. Tran has already think he's going to dinner. 
But everyone, thank you. See Alba, thank you for your comment. Thank you for spending time with us. Oh, it's just I know the right folks. Oh, so let me go and play one more time, Will, if you don't mind. Please. This is what I played at the beginning of tonight's show. This is from July, July 16th, episode 101. Scuttlebutt, I heard in Arlington was that if Dana does not go six and six, five and seven, four and eight, that he'd still get fired. Really? Yes. And that surprised me. This what well, this wasn't from Pez. Okay, let me be clear on that. This is from people connected with the program saying that if he does not go and win at least five games. So that's even that's even less than than Pez's, you know, six wins for a bowl. But if obviously if he doesn't get this, you know, if the Cougs don't go to a bowl eligible, that he would get fired. He would be fired. So there it is. It's a great, great, great reason to go to Big 12 Media Day, football media day. My first one had been in, in years and got that tidbit of information. And lo and behold, today, a day after Dana lost to finish four and eight, UH made the decision to move on from him and let him go and now begin their search for the next head coach. So there you go, T.I., thank you very much for your comment. Yeah. <laughs> Tony M., as always, thank you. Rex32. Everybody, tell your friends about the Houston Round Bar View YouTube channel. It's more than hoops. You know, I'm part of the Les Fridge Cougs family. We talk football, basketball there. But here on Folks Talking Sports, we talk football, college, pro, not just basketball. We're going to get into NBA now, probably talk some CFP, all those things as well, but sports on folks talking sports. But thank you for it. Oh, yeah, Clizel, I kept saying it wasn't going to happen because UH has underwhelmed me for so many years and kept moving a goalpost <laughs> regarding Dana and the, and the decision. But they finally did it. They finally listened to the bottom line, thank goodness, and made the move. Brother Gibson, let me see if I can get you get together here, get your info ready yes, sir. so you can tell folks how to find you. There you go. You got it, sir. Appreciate the opportunity as always. You can uh, find me on social media on X at Will Gibson 7 and all other social media, social media platforms, Facebook, IG, and threads, as the screen says. Uh, Will No Sports. Thank you. As always, you can find me. Y'all know you see it up there. Houston Round Bar Review on Threads, TikTok. I got a growing following on uh, TikTok for the basketball content. Oh, Will, yeah. last thing. The Houston Cougars women's basketball team is now 4-0. Impressive. Impressive. I haven't really beaten one yet, but they're 4-0. They won 81-44 today over New Orleans. Okay. Baby they set. got, uh, as Coach Huey says, and will acknowledge, their first test of the season this Wednesday at home against Middle Tennessee. Middle Tennessee is always a tough mid-major program. Mm -hmm. So that game is at Houston, part of Houston's six-game homestand to open the season. Okay. 
So we'll see if they go to 5-0. and But everyone, thank you as always for your time, your questions, your comments, your criticisms, everything. Spread the word. Spread the love, the info about the Houston Round Bar Review. Folks talking sports, hit that like button. Subscribe to the channel. Click on that bell so you can receive notifications when new shows are posted. And we will see you next Sunday, Brother Gibson. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. Until then, remember, everybody, the Houston Round Bar Review since 1994. Oh, pause, Will. Pause, pause, pause. Folks, remember, get you some Uh-oh. Houston Round Bar Review. Get you a Folks Talk of Sports mug, merch. I was wearing my Round Bar Review hoodie. I wore that. Miss Wanda has one. Other folks got a few more orders were taking place. It took place earlier this week. So get you some Houston Round Bar Review merch, hoodies, sweater, long sleeve, tank tops, mugs, tote bag, all those different things. You can go to the Linktree website right there. Or, of course, Will, let me see if I can pull it up here. Mm-hmm. Got to do this as well. You can scan that QR code right there as well. Mm-hmm. It works. I did it last week. Get you some Houston Round Bar Review merch as well. So until then, always remember the Houston Round Bar Review since 1994. Local name, global perspective. Y'all take care. Peace.